I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JB. That's when I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. my rainbow remix bracelet today i wore a rainbow shirt but you know i'm really nervous about our guest i don't know that she's going to make it because i assumed that she was in the u.s because her pr team i think is from there mm -hmm. and then i read this interview that she was in prague and so i was like oh no that's like an hour later than we are so that would be oh, like 7 p.m wow. her time and then I noticed that she was uh, on her Instagram that she was in Portugal. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, well, that's the that same that world clock. Where is yeah, that? <laughs> yeah. Again, thank God for that world clock. But so I, I, I don't know if like all the different time differences or whatever she has going on, you know, she just didn't um, maybe, I know the PR team sent the link onto her. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. That was a while ago. So I yeah, know, sometimes that, that happens. Yeah. In well, the meantime, I, you had a big show this past I weekend. I did. Let's yeah. Let's talk about that while we're waiting. Yes. Can we? Can we talk about it a little bit? Because of course we can. I'm, <laughs> I'm riding the wave still, but you know, it's that excitement of, and you know, mostly the last few weeks of a show that you're excited to play. I love playing the Arts Garage because it's like no other venue down here. It's a listening room, it's a show, people are watching you. And But what made this extra special is it was a sold out show and I it sold out like two weeks ago, maybe three. So for the last two, three weeks, you know, going into rehearsals was like, yeah, it's sold out. We gotta make this great. You know, the energy going into yeah, it. Yeah. And then, um, and the drummer, the drummer Steve and I particularly get this pre-show excitement and we'll talk to each other every day, rearranging the songs on the set list. You know, what do we think this yeah. we should do? Yeah. Then I did a little drum solo. Did you do? Melissa Etheridge did it in her show, in her concert. And then Sophie B. Hawkins did it in her show. So I thought I should do that. People seem to like that. And I used to be a drummer in my first band. I was the drummer. Okay. So um, I was practicing with Steve, going to his house, you know, a couple times a week at oh, night. Yeah, so it was fun. And it was a great crowd. It was so, like I said, it was sold out. So the energy was great. And it was women of the 70s and the demographic. Oh, everybody loves that. Come on. Was, you know, and, and, and everybody loves it. And then on top of it, the demographics were women from the 70s. So it was yeah. great. And there was all songs that everybody knows, and the words they yes. know, you know they can just be so like into it, and it uh, you know into it, bringing back memories. You know, like yeah, I yeah. did "Too Late" by Carol King, "Night That the Lights Went Out in Georgia." You know, I tried to pick ones. You know, "You're So Vain," Carly Simon, um, and then I closed with "I Am Woman," Helen Reddy. Oh, geez, yeah. Everyone was like. I am strong, strong. <laughs> I saw someone, I don't even know who, but they posted the video of Joni up there singing with you. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, you're so yeah. generous. You oh, know? thank you for appreciating you that. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't know that a lot of people would do that, you know, after all the constant, you know, preparation that you do and the, the song selection, the rehearsals and all that stuff. And, you know, you'll, you'll pull Joni up there, you know, to sing a couple of numbers. And I'm like, oh my God, like Thank not you. many people would do that. Like nobody really wants to share the spotlight. You yes. Know? I, you know what, I got to tell you, that means so much to me that you acknowledge that because uh, Joni does not take that for granted, but a lot of people do but when I first started in the business, in the very beginning, when I just had my first band, my bass player told me like advice that I could take till this day. He said, you gotta protect your gig and you gotta protect your spotlight and be yeah. careful yeah. of who you let on the stage with you. And he was right. And all these years later, it's so true still. I don't care remember it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's still true, you know, so. Yeah. There are very few people I will do that with now. So I appreciate Good. that you appreciated yeah. that. Because... Oh yeah, Joni always delivers, you know, mm -hmm. no question. Mm -hmm. She's got a, she's a, uh, got a powerhouse. Voice, oh yeah. You know, and she's, but... you know, looks the look and all that kind of stuff, you know, and the same with Judy, you know, like oh, absolutely. Judy together are uh, such a perfect dichotomy you know like you're mm -hmm. dark and edgy and she's blonde and and rock and roll -y, <laughs> you know? like it's really it's it's there you're you know really cute so I mean I think you're fortunate to have like people that you can choose from looked I mean it looked amazing and there were so many yeah. familiar faces you know mm -hmm. I saw Ronnie and and um what's her partner's name Charlie Charlotte oh, and yeah Charlie. Yeah, yep, saw them, um, Dr. Cat. So Dr. I was Cat. like, oh, that's great. You had so many, like, you know, comforting faces out there. You know what I mean? So nice. People that's I haven't seen from Jay's other side when it was in Wilton Manors, yeah. like that, that long ago. And that was great. And I loved uh, that place. There was like never a time that I went there that I didn't get lucky. Ah. <laughs> You bought your vouchers. You you bought your your breakfast, uh, breakfast vouchers before, even went out. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I loved the the summer series that we've got going. You know, mm -hmm. actually being at at Pride, you know, with you back in March, mm -hmm. and then, um, we had great guests all of April, and then June kicked off Pride months, and we we've just had some amazing guests you know and i like that we focused on lgbtq allies yeah, yeah. one of the reasons why i wanted this guest um but uh but yeah i just i think we're having like a stellar stellar pride season you know every year oh, i get nervous absolutely. like are we gonna have enough guests are we gonna have you know because i just always think that you know everybody's busy you know, yeah, if, yeah, you know if, we're, if we're if we're going after them they're usually performers you know <laughs> so yeah. So I'm thinking everybody's super busy. And I loved our chat last week with, with, uh, with Laura. Laura oh, Kate. yeah. Yeah. That, that was fantastic. She was, great. she was great. I've been watching her, you know, uh, every time she throws up a video, like I'll, I'll watch it because I feel like pretty soon I'll be able to piece together pretty much the whole show since I'm not going to make it to, <laughs> right, end right, film, right? Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's great. You know, I mean, there's just something to be said about when you see, when you're, you know, like you always tease me about the six degrees of yeah. <laughs> of everybody, everybody knowing me being the six degree. Yeah. So the thing of it is, is that like it makes me 
so proud that I have such talent around me. Oh yeah. Like I love that. You you know, you have a way of corralling that those people. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's great. You know, like to see everybody doing so well too, that Mm -hmm. you feel like so good that everybody's, everybody's doing well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to like the last, you know, the last push, (laughs) the last push. Um, Especially with what happened to the uh, entertainment business to see people out there doing it and, yeah, you know, exactly. yeah, yeah. found other ways after COVID, you know, how everything is pre and then after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, everybody's recovering nicely, you know, I have to say, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I have um, uh, Jamie Smith coming on in August and uh, she was a, a stand up comedian and I had found her either through one of the socials. And I just thought she was so funny. And I had her on um, uh, my one of my shows. I can't even remember which one, but it was like 10 years ago. <laughs> so it had to have been the lesbian lounge. But she has kind of rebranded and she's doing these great newsletters that are called oh. Songs That Save Me. Oh, nice. And I feel like you would be particularly interested in this. I you like know, that. He's yeah. a real... Um, Prince devotee, you know, like went to Minneapolis, went to the Purple Palace, you know, did all that kind of stuff. She's a really good music writer. Um, You know, like, I don't know why she's not working for Rolling Stones. I really don't. But the thing is, is that I love this concept that everybody has songs that they feel like save them, whether Mm -hmm. it was from, Mm -hmm. you know, the brink or they were just having a lousy whatever and the, and the right, sun right. came on and they connected with it or whatever. Oh, and yeah. I just love the idea of her allowing people to talk about it. You know, I think it's it's, it's great. It's really cool. So I've what reconnected with same. Yeah, it's really yeah. interesting, isn't it? Uh-huh. And, you know, it's like, it. I always like, now I, now I want to know, you know, like, I don't know that I really have one. Like, I remember going through a really difficult time with an ex who was a really um, troubled young woman, <laughs> you know, into into drugs, bad relationship with the family, just having a really horrible time. And I was always like, like she would tell me even, at, you know, afterwards, if it weren't, you know, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here because you were the only one you know, that ever took an interest in trying to help me and trying to, you know, but I mean, she did clean up her her act pretty well there towards the end, but she ended up passing away. Just, you know, the abuse, the organ, you know, really, yeah, she got, um, this is way before COVID. She got H1N1 um, Uh flu, like bird flu. Oh yeah. That was a bird flu. Yeah. Yeah. And she uh, couldn't come back from it. And so she passed away. I think, I don't even know that she I think she was like 36. What I remember like, you know, hearing about that and feeling really, really bad, you know, and I was um, listening to uh, that Faith Hill song, Cry. Yeah. And like, I I was, I was just like, you know, like, like, you know what I mean? And that's like one of the, one of the few songs I can really attach, like, like yeah. I, I just kept listening to it over and over again, just like to purge all my tears. And then wow. I would, but yeah, there's, there's like a few, you know, songs like that, that I think everybody yeah. has those, you know, it's uh so it'll be a really good 
chat with with Jamie. I I really can't wait. Yeah, what a great concept. I mean, you know, you know what's fun. weird? I always think like you have to stand up there and perform songs that you right. wrote about that are personal. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. Like I'm too emotional. Like I cry over commercials. <laughs> you know, so Gemma you always like she cracks up. Like, are you crying? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so. Or she has like the Kleenexes on her side. And she passes them over when we're watching something. Just pass. <laughs> so yeah, I'm the baby. I'm definitely the crier. Um, you know what's funny? The only song that I couldn't that I wrote about loss that I could not perform live without crying for the longest time was the song, a song I wrote about my dog, about that oh. I lost. <laughs> I didn't write it as, as if it was a dog. You know, I just wrote right, it about- Right, right, yeah. Just the emotions, me. right? Because <laughs> like, like the line said, I remember sitting on the couch and watch TV and you would lean your head on me. Yeah. Sometimes listen to the rain, you know, so it could be a person, but it was- right, I, right, I, yeah, I right. sing that song without crying I'm like forever i just sang it in october for the first time really without, without without breaking up like i just couldn't sing it outside my living room for the longest time it's it was called, it's called without you i've okay. never sang it anywhere except that show at the arts garage in october when i had my did show. It without crying or did you tear up i teared up a little but i did it without crying but oh, i could never do it before even at home without crying so right was, right yeah i'm like oh my god and then i think of all those adele songs and i'm like did she cry right? when she was writing them you know and then get it all out and then not have to worry about it like <laughs> I, I you wonder about that right <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna I mean, ask her, I'm gonna ask her when, we, when we get her on the show i'm gonna ask that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because most of my songs I wrote that way were angry, so they were okay to get out there yeah. and sing. Yeah. Weren't like without you about missing the person and being yeah, sad. Yeah. You you remember Debbie from Bianca's Kids, my friend Debbie? Yes. yes. So she had this gorgeous wedding in her mom's backyard, and she lived on the intercoastal, and it was just it was beautiful. And the, her and Mike's wedding song was um, "Somewhere in the Night" by Barry Manilow. Oh, and so. I remembered the song, but I downloaded like the like all of Barry Manilow's like volume one, volume two, volume three, whatever. And I was Love just listening that. to them, like you know, like after that, and listening to some and and that song, this one's for you, mm -hmm. just killed me. Like it made me think of my dad, and you know, it was just like, oh, oh my god. god, yeah, it was he horrible. He sang that in concert. Funny you should say that for his grandfather, who was the I one that was that. instrumental in 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 um in encouraging him to do music yeah. and he had it was so emotional because he had he sang it for his grandfather and he had video footage from when he was a little boy yes. with his grandfather yeah yeah it on a screen behind him yeah and it was just really really emotional I and uh, and and the other thing i was going to tell you about barry manilow is the song mandy yeah i don't know if it's true or not but i heard that he wrote the song for his dog another one like mine and if you go back and listen to those lyrics it could absolutely be for a dog because he you know you kissed me and stopped me from shaking but i sent you away it was about a dog he had to give away when oh, he went on the road to go do music and he nobody right. could take the dog and he had to give the dog away oh. and so when you hear i sent you away 
you know, and, and all of that, you know, it's like, it could totally be that. So sure. I don't know if that was true. A DJ said it on the radio. I don't know if it was Casey Kasem. Remember Casey but Kasem? Yeah, I do remember. I think she said that, but somebody said it. Then I went back and listened and I'm like, I get it. I totally get that. You know? Yeah, I can't. I have a problem with this contact lens all day. Oh no! I used to have that. Used to happen to oh, me. Oh man! I was going to put my glasses on for the show, and I'm like, nah. I usually do that because I don't I have. Imagine how you can have your bangs hanging on your eyes that have mascara on them. And their <laughs> like I you couldn't know, have you know, anything. Yeah, they really don't touch really a little bit. Maybe I guess I'm used to it, but something has been bothering me all day under this, this one. I took it out. I rinsed it. I put it back in. I think it's glasses time for the rest of the evening. They might have like, you ever notice that sometimes they have like a little tear in them? Yes. Sometimes yeah. there's a little something under yeah. there. Tear or something. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, uh, yeah, I was, I, I stopped wearing contacts at, during COVID. Like I was, oh. I was so afraid to have some virusy oh. thing get in my eyes that I was like COVID protectors, my glasses, and then I just got super used to them. Like I just felt like I could see so much clearer with glasses. Like I felt like, you know, with contacts there was definitely a huge improvement, but with mm -hmm. glasses it was like, oh my god, this is this is what I'm supposed to be seeing. So um, yeah, I just like stopped wearing them. It's the opposite because my contact lenses are multifocal, but my glasses oh, are just single. Oh, so yeah. I have a bifocal, so I don't see up close very well with my glasses. So oh. I, I, you know, would have to actually lift them up to see up close. So yeah. the contact lenses, I actually can see the oh, screen. Yeah. I had multifocal lenses and multifocal glasses, but I still saw so much better with the glasses. It was just incredible. Wow. And you know, I keep thinking, you know, like I should go back, you know, to, to wearing contacts now. I mean, everything seems safe enough. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, because like, I was so bad about taking them out at night. I would just sleep in them. Yeah. Yeah. Away. I have the daily wears. So if I fall asleep with them, they're light. They're not like a heavy lens. So, you know, yeah, I, no, I had those too, but I just couldn't see the television from bed. So if yeah. I, like, in bed <laughs> and I was trying to watch something, it was like, it was easier to just keep my contacts in and then just the next morning they would be like cornflakes you know right that's exactly what they become like just yeah. like just out of you can't bring them back to life when that no, happens no it was terrible and my doctor my eye doctor used to lecture me because i was doing that from like 10th grade <laughs> and my eye doctor would be like i how many times do we have to have this conversation like 30 years on you know <laughs> you're still sleeping in them it's not right <laughs> Uh, <laughs> terrible um yeah so i you know he he was feeling much better when i said i, I don't wear you know because i love my eye doctor so much his his office was right across the street from my mother's restaurant in florida so i would see him for breakfast i would see him at lunchtime you know oh. it, I, he was like a like a family friend really and um so every time i would go back to uh you know when i visit my mom mm -hmm. i would make sure i made an eye doctor appointment i would go just you know really just to have him catch up with them and stuff, but get a proper eye exam. Cause it's real barbaric over here. Like, you know, like no. Dr. Klein, like Norman, he's retired now, but he had like those, he was a ophthalmology surgeon as well as an eye doctor. 
but he had like all this intricate, expensive equipment, you know, the machines and all that. And over here, they have like plastic glasses that they put on you and they turn and, and I'm like, what is this? Like, Why do I look like this? This is so stupid. But that's it's, how they do it here. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. So I would always kind of like fall back on, I would, you know, keep up here, but I would fall back on Norm for, you know, thinking he knows what he's doing. <laughs> you know, what's funny about you speaking of eye doctors at the show on Saturday night, my eye doctor had retired in, in January, like December, January. She sent a really nice email out to all her patients, which I, which I thought was so nice that she did that. And um, so, so then I never, I hadn't seen her. So there was a woman sitting at the table in the front, like the whole night. I'm like, she looks familiar to me, but I can't place her, you know, because I had never seen my eye doctor outside of the eye doctor. Right, right. right. I didn't see her in everyday life. And I think she wears like the coat, like the yeah, eye doctor. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but the funny thing is of all doctors, the eye doctor, I don't see well enough <laughs> to see who she is, right? <laughs> the irony is not lost on me. The irony, right? Uh, no one was getting that. I was just trying to tell everybody that night. It's like Larry David. And nobody, they're like, you know, and I, I'm like, my eye doctor, I didn't recognize. He, my eye doctor, clear enough. That's great. Is, is she goes, um, you know, I said, well, when it was over and the lights came up, because, you know, when you're on the stage and you're there in the dark. Yeah, you can't really dark, tell, right, yeah. She was up front, the lights are in your eyes, right? So, so I, she's, I, then the lights come up and everything and it's regular lighting and I'm like, Oh my God, it's you, you know, wow. you know, I'm like, I'm afraid to go back. I don't want to go because you're not there and I need my contact lens exam. And she goes, I'm going to be filling in in August. Call the office. I'll be there one oh, day. That's great. So I made the appointment today to see awesome. her. But it was just so funny. The irony of it. That yeah, I didn't right? see, couldn't well, see. Here's some, some crazy stuff. Like my um, eye doctor, when he retired, he was really excited because he would get to play saxophone in his band full time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever need a sax player, Norman Klein. <laughs> there are a lot of doctors that want to do that. They just want yes, to retire. That's what Paul I just, said. I love this guy though. He's so cool. Like, it, In fact, the way I found out he was retiring was we ran into him at, the, at a bagel joint, <laughs> him and his wife. And he told me that the cool thing about him is that he, if you ran into him on the street, you would think that you ran into Billy Joel. Really? Now, bald, cool. same eyes, same nose, small guy, you know, <laughs> I, and honestly, he's, he, he's so small that like my, when my mom, my mom always went to him too. And Rick, he mm -hmm. would put his hand up against Rick's hand. Uh-huh. Rick's hand <laughs> would look like a baseball glove. <laughs> like that's the difference between uh, hard labor and profession, right? you know. Oh and my god, doctor. that is funny. Yeah, I can honestly say I don't think Natisa is showing up yet. Yeah, <laughs> so, I don't think so. No, <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. We've just caught up, and we'll catch everybody else up. And yes. is, is it next week that we have um, Sophie B. Hawkins, drummer? Yes, Katie Marie. I'm Katie so Marie. excited. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, perfect. She Great. Is British. Is she? Yes. My she's people. 
your people. She's got such a wonderful accent. And uh, um, and the other thing I wanted to mention was I got a new perfume. I've been obsessed lately with scenting. The whole scenting. Wait, don't you have a signature scent? Well, I do, but I'm switching now. <laughs> Alien was is my signature scent. It used to be Mackie. Then it became, um, oh, there was something after Mackie. Bob Mackie, you know, that was like, mm -hmm. first it was Cher, uninhibited. Then it was Bob Mackie, which was kind of the same scent. Then it was something else. Then it was Alien. And now I switched to, um, well, Le Labo is the name of this uh, French company, Le Labo. And they make a, a perfume called Santal 33. All of their perfumes have like numbers and names. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's a woody, leathery, like just like a really nice scent, like a musky but it's got. Um, I've never heard of it. What what's it called? Le Labo is the name of the company, and Santal S A N T A L thirty three. Okay, interesting. It's hard to get. It's expensive. It's like three hundred and sixty dollars for you know a little bottle. So I found a company because now you know you look one thing up and the al algorithms get you on Instagram, right? There are all yeah. of these companies that make mimic perfumes that will match yeah. these Le Labos and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember finding SPF. Yeah, and Tom Ford has, Tom Ford, they don't even give you samples of his because they're so high end, it's $360 for a bottle. Anyway, so there's this company called Okcha, O-A-K, like the tree, C-H-A. And they're in London and they make uh, um, these perfumes that for the price of, you know, $65 a bottle, you can get the one that smells like the one that's $365 And, and then you pay a hundred in shipping. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, they're, I think, I don't know. No, the shipping wasn't bad. So maybe they make, make it here. I thought about the shipping. I actually did think about it when I got the, the package and it says it's from London. It's made in London. So uh, London, England. So I love it. It smells. I bought a little um, for $165. I bought a little bottle of the perfume oil of the Santal 33. And I'm talking about like a half an ounce, you know. And so maybe it was an ounce. It's got an eyedropper. They oh make God. it. They make it like um, like they're making. Look up like, Ocha and see if, I, if it's near me. Yeah, well, the Le Labo is the one that does the, it's like a whole, it looks like it's a pharmaceutical, like a lab, like a chemistry lab. Yeah. And they put your name on it if you want. So my little oh, bottle, yeah, that's the Okcha. But the but the Le Labo will put your name on the bottle. I'm going to put it up on Instagram, the picture. Oh. If you want, you can put your name and they put it on the label, like a prescription. You know, like you're ordering a prescription. Yeah, yes. And then they formulate it for you and they send it out to you. And so that that's made in New York. That's the, that's the Santal 33. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this for $65. Let me see if it really smells like the Santal 33. Yeah, yeah. It does. It really does. It's so darn close that I just love it. Wow. And it lasts. So I got it yesterday and I was just, I meant to mention that to you that it's made right there. Maybe it's even, a little bit more affordable if you're in London and you get it there. They call it a fragrance house. Yeah, it doesn't look like very much. It's, oh, but it's yeah. it's giving it's it's telling me it's in the it's in the U.S. There's one. 
So maybe that's, I was going to say, like Le Labo's in Paris. Yeah, and probably. New York, New York City. So, so when, maybe, I first, when I first looked at it, it said um, London Fragrance House. Yeah, and it said huh. London, made in London, made in England, but maybe they make it here too. I'm not sure. But I love it. Maybe. And for all of you people in London. Yeah, uh, nice. Rue, you'd have to look on the, I think it's called Rue something, the one that smells like Santal 33. But oh. they have all kinds. Like if you like Tom Ford and he's yeah, got- Yeah, yeah. That's great. I, re I know I was, I re I used to wear some uh, Sansara. Yeah. Like and I, it, it, it was never expensive, you know? And I wore it for like 15 years. And towards the end of that time, the price had gone up like so much that I remember Chuck saying, I was going to get you Samsara for Christmas. <laughs> like, like not long ago, you know, him saying I was going to get you the Samsara for Christmas. I cannot believe what it costs now. I'm like, right? Because he used to get it for me every year. And then, yeah. we'd go, you know, even after we, we were divorced and stuff, like Ginger would go out and get it. Yeah. Like, I would get her happy. That was her favorite. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And so we would literally give give each other perfume every year. <laughs> and they would give me Samsara. And I remember Chuck saying, I just I cannot believe the difference in price. Wow. So then I started going to those places like SPF in the mall and, mm -hmm. and finding the equivalent to it. And I remember I had a roommate for a little while. My friend Erica lived with me for for a bit before she was in an interim before she was moving to Tampa so she was living with me for a little bit and she said when she got to Tampa and she unpacked her boxes her bedroom smelled like Sam Samsara uh, because my <laughs> whole apartment used to smell like it you know yeah so, that's the luxury so. sensing thing that's the whole thing I've been into you put it through your HVAC system and they yeah aromatherapy yep. yeah aromatherapy so yep. yeah so um so I found this and I'm excited about it. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, I, I can't I can't tell you how much I get. I'm so disappointed in diffusers and yet yeah. I still keep buying them. Like literally, if you I don't know if you can see this, mm -hmm. but that fan has a diffuser. Oh, I see it. Right yes. in front of it, right? You can't smell the diffuser. <laughs> Well, you know what? It's about the oil. The Aroma 360 is the what is what I got, and the diffuser. This particular one goes into your air conditioner, That's but you cool. can get little ones like this one. Yeah. Is this is not Aroma 360? This I got off the internet, uh, off of Amazon. Like, like on a timer, and it just kind of. It's on a timer, yeah. and you can see how much you want to come through. I don't know if you could see the smoke. Yeah, yeah. No, my mom has something really similar. It's the oil, though, that makes the yeah. difference. So the yeah. Aroma 360 oil, the hotel collection is a little bit pricey, but it, it's worth it because you'll smell it. I yeah. walk into my house and I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Like I'll never forget Devin at my 40th birthday. Um, you know, it, we invited him and he, he actually came and he got up. It was a roast. Of course, my mother planned it and... and <laughs> at the time and it was it was an actual roast so everybody had to get up there and say something and Devin said I'll never forget the time you know he's like this this southern Atlanta gay you know <laughs> producing our show at the time and he was like I walked into that condo and every outlet had a plug-in in it 
excuse that I would leave there, my clothes would snap. Oh my God. And I'm well, like, you did, did you tell I had cats? He was like, no. Did you See? tell I had a litter box? He was like, no. There's so the that. reason. Could you tell I was a smoker? No. <laughs> I was like, See? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I used to have plugins in every outlet, but my mom and Rick got those timed ones that just do a little. Yep. And, That's what um, you do. Yeah, they, yeah. Her, Rick's sister-in-law was working for the company that made them. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they got them like all for free and all the refills and everything. She would just bring the refills, you know, home with her. And they wow, that's so great. Free. Yeah, it's great. The only thing it doesn't do well is hiding like cooking smells. Like I would, oh, yeah. you know, walk in and be like, oh god it's like garlic flour you know like, so it was <laughs> right not, so much That's for bergamot <laughs> oh i was just gonna tell you Le labo has bergamot 26 they sent me a sample yeah. it's amazing i was is gonna it? tell you that i know you like bergamot yeah, yes do. it is now now maybe you could get it there from paris it's because it's in Paris and New York City. That's that's the Le Labo sense. Mm-hmm. It's pricey. That's the pricey one. But I'll let you know if Okja has a sister to it. I'm okay. one of the people. That okay. Bergamot 26 is so delicious when you smell it. It's like amazing. Yeah, so I, I thought do, I do like that. Bergamot. I got everybody in my family hooked on it. Now I have to bring Bergamot uh, soap to Rick. Every time <laughs> I go home, I bring him a couple of things of uh, Bergamot soap. My mother likes a certain deodorant over here, and I think it's got the bergamot in it. So yeah, I, like I always have to buy those things, stock up, and then this way can bring a couple back every time I go visit. <laughs> I'll do a little research for you, and I'll Thank let you, you know. <laughs> All right, my friend, it was good catching Bye. up. I uh, can't wait to to um, to meet Katie Marie next week. Yes, me too. Well, this was fun. Um, we'll we can reschedule uh, reschedule right. this because I think it's really important that we that we hear from yeah. Natisa Gogol is her Let's name. She's an Ukrainian refugee who fled. Um, she was born in Dnipro and then she um, grew up in Kiev and oh. was was there when the first bombs went off at like five in the morning and she was wow. making a plan by nine to get out of to get out of there. Wow. And it, of course, everything that could go wrong went wrong, and she was sleeping in her car for five days and trying to get to the Czech Republic, and and uh, I think all of this made her acutely aware of people that are targeted, minorities, you know, marginalized, and um, yeah. she's wrote this song called Aesthetics. I'm just going to tell everybody go to YouTube and look for it, um, and uh, it's a it's dedicated to the LGBTQ um community wow. so it's doing really it's doing well and i and she was in pink news so she's you know getting some steam yeah uh, yeah so i really really do want to want to you know have a conversation um and hopefully we can do that we'll try and juggle and find out when we can when we can reschedule awesome i can't wait to meet her yeah definitely all right my friend have a good evening you too i'll see you soon <laughs> Do you always run back to you? Like, never stop chasing your dreams. We drank way too much whiskey. And I confess, my addiction, my addiction is you.
a touch that's true and I 